Hello and welcome to Let's Learn with Wisconsin ASD podcast. I'm Rob Meyer, proudly serving as president of Wisconsin ASCD. Our goal of this podcast is to keep educators informed so that they can provide the best service possible to the students they serve. So thanks for being on this journey with us. We have a great interview coming up, but before we get to that, I'd like to extend an invitation to the Wisconsin ASCD annual fall conference. This year's event will be at the Wilderness Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. Our pre-conference is September 26th, where we'll be joined by author and educational leader, Pete Hall, for a workshop titled, Leading for Resilience, Every Day a Little Bit Stronger. A social gathering will follow up this pre-conference workshop. Our conference lineup will then be on September 27th. This will include keynotes and breakout sessions. Our keynoters include Dr. Luis Cruz and Dr. Rainey Briggs. Visit Wisconsin ASCD at wascd.org for more information, and I look forward to seeing you there. I know you will find the planned sessions and the ability to network valuable. Now, for today's interview, we're joined by Robin R. Jackson. She will be discussing her ASCD book, Stop Leading, Start Building. Turn your school into a success story with the people and resources you already have. Robin is a national board certified high school English teacher and an award-winning middle school administrator. She's also an internationally recognized consultant, passionate about building better schools. You'll learn more about how to follow Robin's work during the interview. So let's get to it. Welcome, Robin Jackson, to the uh, ASCD Wisconsin podcast. Um, it's really great to have you have you with us and have you talking with us about your book, Stop Leading, Start Building, Turn Your School into a Success Story with People and Resources You Already Have. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before we get started in talking about the book, could you please provide a little about what uh, brought you to education and your experiences in this field? So, you know, I started out as a teacher. I was a high school English teacher and I loved it. And I thought that would be my career. Um, but I was doing a lot of work to really increase uh, access for all students to advanced courses. So I was really working hard, you know, back Back when I was teaching, in order to get into an AP class, you had to, you know, submit a blood sample, get a lot of recommendation from your congressman. It was just, it was so many hurdles. And I just thought that that was unfair and that more students deserved access to a highly rigorous courses like AP and honors. So as a teacher, that's what I really advocated for. And I did it first in my own classroom. So I petitioned my principal to allow me to open up the gates and he did on the condition that my AP scores would not drop. And of course, everybody at the time who was doing it, their scores were dropping and they thought fair price to pay to get access to more kids. Um, but that was our deal. And I worked with the kids for the year. At the end of the year, we tripled the AP enrollment that year. That means triple the number of kids taking the AP test. And not only did our scores not drop, but they increased. And so that opened the gate for everybody. And so I was doing a lot of work advocating for that. And then no good deed punished because of that, um, I started getting scooted into administration. And so I was an administrator at a middle school for three years. And right before um, I was, I was being offered a principalship and I 
resigned on the spot because I had a book I wanted to write. And that book turned out to be Never Work Harder Than Your Student. For the last, um, since 2003, I've been working with MindSteps and our, our goal is to help schools turn themselves into success stories and to do it with the people and resources they already have. And this book, Stop Leading, Start Building, is really laying out how we figured out how to do that so that you can have 100% success for every single child in your school. And you can do it right now with the people you have, with the resources you have, and you can do it, you can get started on it and accomplish it in three years or less. So you kind of leaned into the, the premise of the book a little, a little bit, Robin. So um, again, the book is stop leading, start building. And the book starts with a pretty bold statement uh, in, the, in the introduction. It caught me right away as I recently read the book. Uh, it, it starts, I'm just going to start bluntly, okay? Leadership is dead. There, I said it. So what's the difference between leadership and buildership in a, in a nutshell? Because that's really the book. You go through the how, right? But that's, the, that's yeah. the premise is there's a difference in leadership and buildership. So I started thinking about the difference between leadership and buildership because I was working with schools to, to talk to them about, listen, we need to be setting visions that are bolder, visions that include every child we serve. And I got all this pushback and I was trying to figure out why was I getting this pushback? And I read an article uh, by a, an economist in Harvard Business Review and it was the first time I came across this idea of buildership and he said, the best way I can explain is he said the difference between a boss and a leader is very clear. A boss says go and a leader says let's go. And the problem with let's go is that you can only move as quickly as the people who are behind you. So the whole idea around being a leader is you're in front, everybody else is behind you, you are leading the way and you can only move as fast as the people who are behind you. And what's happening over time, that, that, that idea around leadership has really kept us from being innovative. It's kept us from serving all kids. And so he said, boss say go, leaders say let's go, builders say come. And, and, and that, that distinction between let go, where I have to stay stuck with you, and come, where I go and start building, and then invite you into something better than you could even imagine, is all the difference between leadership and buildership. Because as, as a builder, I don't have to wait to get started. I, my, my whole buildership is not reliant upon somebody following me. I go out, I start building. And if I'm building something that is useful and meaningful, I invite people to join me and they choose to join me. I don't manipulate them. I don't, you know, cajole them. I don't drag them to the goal. I'm inviting them into something better and they get started and then they become builders. And so now it's not just me. Now it's it's the, the people who are starting building with me and then they invite people in. And before long, you have everybody building. And the thing that I've realized is that people don't tear down what they help build. So when you have everybody building this thing together, everybody owns it and people are defended and, and everybody's idea goes into making something better than what we have right now. And I think that's what education needs right now. I think uh, what I hear you saying is that that buildership ultimately leads to obviously more success. That's, that's the premise, right? But it leads to sustainability beyond an individual leader right beyond an individual leader's tenure. Would that be accurate? Yes. 
you because the reason that, that that leads to more success is because you're not depending on anybody else to get started and the idea is not to you know the other thing about leadership is we're always tweaking what already exists when you're a builder you don't tweak what exists you ask yourself the question in order for a hundred percent of our students to be successful what do they need and then go build that you don't try to eke and tweak your way to a goal you go build something that 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 gives you the results you want for kids and that's why it's more successful one of the um it's it's in the it's in the title right with the people and resources you already have but you go into it in the book and I think um, about doing this work with the, with the people in your in your building, you provide a little bit more context in the book, but I think that really sp would speak to leaders right now based on um, what we know are staffing shortages, not only in education, right, but, mm -hmm. but across, um, we, I think there's a lot of unfilled positions in, in, in school districts. Um, we certainly don't have the depth of candidate pools, and I'm not going to make an excuse that we can't educate because of that. But I think that message uh, in buildership might resonate uh, a little bit. So here's the thing, I, you know, you, you've alluded to this. We do not have a teacher shortage. What we have is we have, we have a, a vision shortage. And because of that, people are opting out of, of education because our vision is stunted. And when you're a builder, one of the things that you do is you build a, a bigger vision. You build a vision for what could be, and then you get out and start building that thing. What we've done is we have a hackneyed old vision for students and people are working really hard and they're not seeing the results that they should be seeing from their hard work. The, the results don't match the efforts that people are putting in and so people are opting out. And unless we get back to that bold vision, unless we get back to building that, we're gonna to continue to see people leave the education because where there is no vision, people perish. And we're starting to see the beginning of that right now. Excellent point. Excellent point. Could you give our listeners uh, that maybe haven't invested in the book yet or had uh, time to read that? I think we all probably have our reading stacks, right? Uh, what's a what's a reflection point, action, discussion question that might get them started as we enter the school year? It's late August as I talk to you right now. Um, and And I know our listeners want successful schools. So what's one action they could take, one conversation they could have to get started in this work? So the hardest part of my job is actually getting people to take the first step, which is to actually articulate a vision for 100% of students. So people will create visions and they'll, they'll kind of equivocate. They'll say, well, you know, all scholars will reach their full potential and maximize the potential, but I, the, what does that actually mean? And what, the way that we teach a vision in the work that we do with builders is that as a builder, the vision belongs to you and the vision should include 100% of your students and the vision should promise a tangible outcome. So the number one thing that you can do right now is to take a look at your school and say, what is that tangible successful outcome that we want to promise for every student? Now, you, you may not be there yet, but moment that you articulate that vision, the work changes. Because now you're not just kind of out here randomly doing the work of being an administrator. Now you are out here building a, a, a school where that success can be 
possible and 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 that success can be guaranteed for every child and that's what we really want and so you, the what does that vision sound like it sounds like this a hundred percent of our students will be reading at or above grade level by second grade a hundred percent of our students will be performing at or above grade level a hundred percent of our students will graduate enlisted enrolled or employed that kind of vision changes the work and so if you don't do anything else if you just start there you will find that once you put that out there you can't go back to business as usual now you have to start building a place where that can be true for every child so as we as we wrap up uh robin we're looking at again stop leading start building turn your school into a success story with the people and resources you already have you've suggested a vision is a really great place to get started and one that includes 100 percent of of students uh, attaining a goal so we need to build the, the, the why we're doing the work and the where we wanna go so we can start, start on the path, start on the, start on the journey. Um, what, any other suggestions or any other um, elements of the book that you wanna discuss? So I know that that setting of a vision is, doesn't sound sexy, right? Like, so people want, they always ask me for things to actually do, like, should I get into more classrooms or should I, should I reconfigure my team? And, and, and you're looking for that, 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 that tan, but I'm telling you that when you take time to really do, in fact, we offer vision workshops just to help people do that because it is such a game changer and that's what makes buildership a little bit different than leadership because as a leader you're always looking for that trick that strategy that one thing and what you're doing is you're just piling on tricks and strategies to the work that you're doing and it clutters your work the idea of sitting down and starting out with a very bold vision changes the work because all of a sudden this is what people tell me all the time when you have that vision your work becomes clear you have a level of focus that you haven't had before and it actually streamlines your work and makes you more effective so i wish that i had something more than that other than but it all starts with your vision if you don't have a vision anything else you do it's just a shot in the dark but once you have a vision now the work has meaning, it has purpose, and you can be more purposeful and focused in the work that you're doing. Mine is that once they have that vision, a lot of the work that they've been doing, the, the work that keeps you at the office, you know, way past time, the work that has you working on the weekends, you start to realize that that's not the work that matters. And you, once you are clear about that, then the, it helps you become of the other strategies and things that you're doing because now you know what's going to actually work towards your vision and what's just kind of wasting your time and, and taking you away from your family, your life, your hobbies, the things that you want to enjoy. So I really believe that is the starting point. And if you don't have that vision, nothing else you do is going to give you any kind of long-term results because you're working really hard, but without purpose, without focus. And that vision can't be just procedural, something we've done. It has to be out in front of us all the time. All the time. And it has to be for every child. What is the tangible success that you want to guarantee for every child? And think of changes when you do that. So if you say every kid's going to be reading a second grade, you, you're reading, what you're doing to, for reading 
comes under scrutiny. Now, is that going to work to get kids at grade level by second grade? And is what you're doing in third and fourth and fifth grade going to sustain that growth? And if the answer is no, you got to fix it. If your vision is, I want all of our students uh, mastering fractions by fifth grade, that changes. If your vision is, I want all of our eighth graders to have completed algebra one by eighth grade, then the work in the school changes. Notice how that promise creates a, a sense of focus. And it's every child you can't give yourself let yourself off the hook because when you do that you create a vision that plans on failing certain amount of kids and that thank you how can before we do our uh last last minute kind of rapid fire questions uh robin um how can people get a hold of you how can they follow your work so i'm spending all of my time right now inside of building and so you can go to buildershipuniversity.com and we have free resources available. There's a free mini course you can take. There are free downloads you can get. And then if you calculate that, then we have a mentorship program where I'm mentoring principals to help them implement this idea of, of buildership in their building. We help you establish that 100% vision and then help you pursue it. And the other place is I have a podcast called School Leadership Reimagined. And you can find that at schoolleadershipreimagined.com. Every week, it's just me. I'm teaching for about 20 or 30 minutes. And just it's free professional development around buildership. Thank you. So our, our end of podcast questions here. Uh, <laughs> what was your favorite subject in school and why? We are talking about education after all. My favorite subject's always been English and I was an English teacher. So that was a pretty easy one, English. I'll give you, I respect you very much. So I'll give you a pass on that one. Although I feel the, <laughs> the correct answer is always history as a former history teacher. So um, when you're not engaged in your work, what's your hobby, Robin? What are you doing? I love to eat. So I garden, um, grow food to eat, and then I love to cook. Um, so those are my big hobbies right now, you know, gardening and cooking. Especially late this uh, late in August, I'm sure your garden is wonderful. Uh, tomatoes <laughs> everywhere, I love it. Uh, and lastly, and I think our most important end of podcast question, who is someone you would like to celebrate and why? I don't think uh, we celebrate enough, so giving you a platform to celebrate someone. So I would love to celebrate the builders who are are doing this work and who have who have set the goal of a hundred percent success for their students. Um, we have a group in Buildership University. They are incredible. They just, they take this work. You know, it's, it's interesting because you do this work and you put it out there in the world and you know it will work. But when people take that work and actually make it happen, the growth that they're seeing, the success stories that they're seeing, the ways that they've put their own spin on it and, and made it work for their students, their teachers, it's just so incredibly gratifying to watch. These people, they're quietly revolutionizing education. These are people who started out where their students made, you know, six, 10, 20% of their students on grade level. And within a matter of about 12 to 18 months, they've gone to 70, 80% of their students at grade level, and they've done it quietly without fanfare. And even though they're celebrating that, they're saying, but we still have another 20 percent we still we aren't at 100 percent yet they are determined to make sure that every child who enters their school leaves with some sort of tangible success they're the heroes in education as far as i'm concerned 
Well, we appreciate that very much. Again, the book is Stop Leading, Start Building, Turn Your School into a Success Story with People and Resources You Already Have, available through ASCD, uh, as well as wherever books are sold. Um, Robin Jackson, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, and I look forward to continuing to see what you put out, building, uh, visiting Buildership University uh, and seeing the results of the schools that you mentioned. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to do something with ASCD. So thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to visit wascd.org to view our upcoming professional learning events. Have a great day and remember, you have the power to do epic things for the students you serve.